0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Talking About Death Would Not Kill You. I am your host, Lisa, and thank you for listening to my voice and enjoying me in your e holes. I hope you're well, I hope you're doing okay. Um, Today I uh, had the unfortunate... uh, honour... displeasure... I had to go to a funeral today, and it was for my uh, friend's father, who uh, was unexpectedly, he, not unexpectedly, he'd passed away of cancer, so um, back in, uh, say, early July, well, no, it was probably about the 11th of July, I noticed her on social media saying that she was just selling some of her stuff because she was moving, so I... You know, I flicked her a quick message and said, is everything all right? You know, I thought you were happy where you were. And she said, yeah, I'm just moving back home. And and I said, oh, is everything OK? And, um, you know, it's funny, she mentioned something about the C word. And I thought I, I thought it was COVID. My brain just went to COVID um, because, you know, she relies on working with the public. And I thought maybe because of COVID things that she couldn't work and she had to move back home. And it was really, really, I don't know, naive of me to think that. But it turns out that her dad had just been um, diagnosed with cancer. He actually went to the hospital um, a couple of days before. They prescribed him Panadol for the pain and, tried to send, and sent him home. And the pain started getting worse to the point where his uh, her mum, his wife, insisted he go back to hospital. And then they found out that he had terminal cancer. They couldn't actually... At least they called it metastasized cancer. So I'm not sure what type of cancer he had, but it was basically everywhere. Um and they didn't hold out much they didn't really give a timeline it was all kind of still you know they just found out sort of thing uh found out from her today that all of a sudden he he lost he became paralyzed because the cancer was in his spine so he couldn't walk like um and they managed to keep him at home uh for the rest of his days and he passed away on the 26th of July so you can imagine finding out you're diagnosed on say around the 11th or so and only making it 15 days after that fact like that's that's you know that's just ridiculous it happened all so sudden um and uh it was unfortunate that he had not felt the best for quite a while but not to generalize men didn't do anything about it until the pain got probably too much then went to the doctor it's just so upsetting that you know and i'm sure it looked it sounded like an absolute horrific cancer that probably couldn't have been prevented but you know it's it's just a shame that it happened so quickly and everyone was in shock they'd only lost um she'd only lost her grandmother uh like a year prior uh, or so so you know it's two big losses that they had in a very short period of time uh, and you know some people still have all their family members and yet you know this one family and they're such a great family um, I've been friends with her since high school and it's been one of those things don't you dare bark dog Ella I don't know why I'm calling to a deaf dog but just thinking sometimes she might be able to hear me someone was out the front yard and she was looking like she was about to bark i thought that'll that'll assault your ear holes quick smart uh so yeah basically uh yeah they lost someone in quick succession they managed to keep him at home and keep him relatively comfortable um uh, But yeah, um, my friend Sharon, sorry, we've been together since high school. Uh, She's always been, she's always made me feel good at being weird. Something about Shaz that, I don't know, we bonded and we were the, we were the weird ones. We were the black sheep and I felt normal being around her didn't quite fit in with all the other kids who were all it's not even the fact that they were Australian but they just they seemed all yeah regular white bread and here was Shaz and I you know the multi-grain or the the nut loaf being the weird ones and I loved the fact that she has has always and always did make me feel like I was okay um so um we've been friends since then. Uh we drifted apart for a little while as you do, but you know, I think after my mum died, she always she was always just in my ear sending me a message. Uh every time I post something about my mum, she always referred to her refers to her by her name um or Mrs. Galia as she was she used to call her when we were kids. Um I don't know. She just she always said the right thing in the in the grief that was the loss of my mum and I was really chuffed about that considering you know she really up until last year she had she has all her family members and everyone's you know they're just you know you you get that sort of support from someone who's been in that sort of situation so Sharon's been unique in that way to me um so as soon as I found out that he's I found out he'd passed and I found out his funeral was on the same at the same on the same day not the funeral sorry so on the monday I saw that the announcement for his funeral and I didn't realize he'd actually passed away. I honestly thought he had more time. I didn't realize it was so quick and she didn't tell me um anything there was no announcement on Facebook that he'd passed away. Um and he was a really low key bloke, you know, he didn't want to make a fuss. So simple and um, I know if, he wasn't probably with close friends and family but he was a really quiet guy every time he used to go over to her house he was just you know he'd say hi but he was you just get this opinion that he's just a man of few words um and he was just a lovely bloke he um he kind of he looked like a bikey but maybe a, a miniature bikey um and he was just yeah uh their family uh, they have five kids five kids yes they have five kids or four four kids what the fuck lisa you're so stupid you can't remember how many there are it's four kids two boys two girls and um they just had their shit together this family they were always so close-knit you know when things went wrong they always looked after each other uh and today so on Monday I found out that he'd passed and that his funeral was today so I asked if I could take the day off to to be there for for Shaz and it's something I you know you think well I didn't really know him very well true but I knew Sharon and I I know Sharon and to be there just on behalf just to look just to say I'm here for you um, I think is important and if you can do that for someone then you should And so it was at um, a local club and so he's, he had already been cremated. Um, It was already done and he was already in his urn um, and it was set up in the back function room of this sort of function area in this club. And it was a lovely service where people just spoke about him and they played his favourite songs and they had a montage with his photos and the montage had the most wonderful song that I'd never heard of before that is absolutely sublime so if you feel like listening to this song it's called hold on to memories and it's by a band called disturbed it sounds like you know it should be a hard rock song but it's absolutely beautiful um that was the song that was playing uh, with a montage of photos of his life and um and then you know everyone had nibblies at the wake sort of thing in the other room of the function area um and everyone was writing memories on little cotton squares or calico squares there was a book as well for people to write in as well as he was a south sydney fanatic we all wore uh, the colors either a jersey or red black uh, red black or green coloring i have a body a jumpsuit that ha- is black with green foliage and red flowers and I thought well if this doesn't fit the brief then I don't know what does I couldn't find any sort of I went looking for Rabbitohs memorabilia and just couldn't find I was offered a beanie but something you need to know about me and look I know this is going to affect the way you think of me but I don't look good in hats um caps uh sun hats beanies I just don't have the right head shape please don't think bad of me um I do look good in those um Oh, what are they called? I don't know what you'd call it. But it's like a cap. I'm not good with words today. Okay, it's a running visor. So basically it's like a baseball hat cap, but it doesn't have the top bit. So it's just the band, like a sweatband that goes across and it has a Velcro usually that straps around the back of your head. So you can have a ponytail and stuff like that. They're the only hats I wear. Um, I just... Uh, I was um, a natural birth and my head's a funny shape so yeah I don't wear hats so I passed on the beanie and just wore this outfit Uh, and I have to say so you know on this podcast if you've listened to me before you've heard me ramble on about what I want for my own funeral and I've said this from the get-go I want to be cremated first and have the ceremony and then they can either scatter my ashes or if my family choose to hold on to them they can do that also uh if they want to do that so i've had those wishes before i've actually been this is the first time i've went to a memorial funeral that basically showed me what i wanted what i i got to see it in action of what i wanted and man if this is not the epitome of the best funeral ever this is what i want i'm 110 percent sure now that this is what i want it didn't have that It didn't have that doom and gloom that comes with a coffin. Like, I all respect to you if if that's your preference. Like, I'm not shaming you. But I don't know. There's something so heavy about a coffin. It is so menacing. And it takes up so much space. And it has such a presence. And it's just so, so dead. Like, it really is. It just, it is the epitome of death, a coffin. So to have a lovely little box. And I want my box to be purple. Has to be purple. I will not be in any other colour. So um and if they can mix my ashes with a bit of glitter chef's kiss uh this is more like a basically a will now than i'm than a podcast but basically yeah it something about it it was just so light it was full of heartache because he passed away so abruptly and it was such so much pain because even the the woman who was giving the ceremony I i i don't she seemed to be a celebrant But she was really good to the point where I was starting to think, is she like a family member or a friend? So, and then after I had a chat to her and she's just a celebrant, but she was fucking amazing. I thought, I honestly thought she was a family friend. Um, You know, uh, so the person who passed away, I should say his name. His name was Michael um, or Mick or Koala as he was known and um, his granddaughter uh spoke and and said a lovely speech about him and she broke down she struggled to finish it but she did an amazing job and she's only 17 almost 18 and she did an amazing job and in her speech which is quite funny because um everyone's speech honored him and said lovely things about him as like a normal speech but hers had the angst of this is not fair you should be with us I'd give anything to have you back. It's not fair on Nan. She doesn't deserve this. It was everything that everybody was feeling. And she just said it. And I fucking loved it. Because why are we pussyfooting around these feelings? That No, this is not fucking fair. He shouldn't be gone. He shouldn't have gone the way he did. And it's just not fucking fair. And I loved that in her speech. You know. It showed pain. And then when she was finished, the celebrant applauded her for her job and then took some time to just go, just to acknowledge those feelings. We all shouldn't be here. Like, we shouldn't be here. This, this shouldn't be happening today. And I loved that because it just acknowledged the elephant in the room that this fucking sucks. So many funerals just celebrate. I know, I, I, that's what you want. You want them to celebrate the life. But they overlook the emotion of it all. And you know what i want someone to just go this fucking is horrible but we're here and we've got each other and she also appealed to everybody to look after the family keep in touch with them the days the weeks the months after this because now all this planning and sorting and organizing is over comes the quiet comes the pain and that's when they need everybody the most. Everybody tends to crowd the family just after they've passed away. Does meals and also sort of sudden, helps out with the funeral, helps out with the arrangements. Then it goes quiet, and that's the time I found for me especially. And I've said this before: is when once you stop having something to do. For me, it was after my mum's will was contested and and settled. That's when I went into the darkness, and that's when I started to get depressed and had to have had to assess myself and get help. So. I love that as well that's I should she didn't she mentioned her name and I'm so angry because I had the little commemorative booklet that had all the songs that played that had all the details of everybody's speeches and stuff like that and a beautiful poem about going fishing because he was a, a mad keen fisherman and I had it with me and I just remember getting up and then the next thing I know I'm in the car and I'm driving out and I'm like I've got the tissues I've got the card the parking ticket and I got my phone and my keys and I'm like oh shit where's the booklet and I'd left it behind so angry with myself um so yeah it was it was um one of the best memorials celebrations of someone's life aka a funeral that I've ever been to and it has restored my faith in what I want for myself and what I would be honored to give someone else if I knew somebody that needed help to plan a funeral like that is I think it was beautiful it really really was um it was a lovely thing kids spoke friends spoke and they all just said the most honest and emotional things um the one of his daughters read out um his wife's speech because she couldn't do it and man that was like the second thing like the second speech that one had me I couldn't talk after that and then after that everybody else's speech just made you cry all over again so it was a really emotional but a lovely and respectful uh, farewell for someone who he, he was a no fuss man he didn't want you know as it was he probably would be upset that people made a fuss for him but he did it they did it in a lovely way it was amazing and that's what anyone wants. they talked about him and saying how selfless he was how much he contributed how how much he loved his family and I'm sitting there and I'm listening to him going that's all I that's all I'd want I just want to know and people to say about me the same sort of stuff and that's that's all you need um so yeah it was a really emotional funeral and made sure, made sure I kept touching base with my friend to make sure she was all right. And that if she ever needs any point, because she was there when he actually passed away. Her and her sister were there that, at that point. And I just, you know, I'm want to, i going to make sure that I, I check in with her and keep track of her and make sure she's all right. Um, and yeah, that's something for everybody to consider. That life, <laughs> I've said this before and I know I've said it before. Life is not a given, you know. We don't know how long we've got left. I could be recording this podcast right now and not be here tomorrow. Like, it really is that simple. It's I'm not being dramatic. It is fucking that simple and that real. So just make sure you tell everybody you know that you love them and that, you know, don't wait for tomorrow what you can do today. And one thing I will leave you with before I finish this episode was um, his son Dean made a speech and um, I love that he included this in his speech because I've um, it's one of the things that I've I almost he couldn't finish the last one and I was going to finish it for him because this is something that's always in my head so they say you die three times they say you die when you take your last breath you die the second time when you're put to rest and the third time you die is when um, it's the last time somebody says your name so um, I'm basically going to finish off this episode by saying Michael, Mick, Koala, Wood, I thank you for having your daughter and giving me a friend through my high school years who really did make me feel like I was a valid person to be. And I hope wherever you are, You are in a good place and you are with loved ones that love you and that you love them. And as long as this podcast is circulating through the internet, your name will be said, and you will never get to that third death because you will never be forgotten. And I hope everybody has that same sort of thing with everyone and their loved ones. Say their name, say it often and don't ever think for granted or take for granted what you have and who you have take care guys